Hello and welcome to Christmas Clatter, the monthly podcast that discusses Christmas news, entertainment, gifts, decorating, and everything that makes Christmas special. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Email us at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, christmasclatterpodcast.com. Leave a voicemail or a text at 573-290-2477. And remember, voicemails may be used in a future episode. Welcome again to Christmas Clatter. I'm Todd Killian. This is going to be our final full episode of 2019. Um, I have some stuff I'm releasing with Dwayne on our Christmas Song Countdown Showdown. Should be out on Monday, the 23rd. I have a short Merry Christmas episode for you guys on Christmas Eve. And that'll wrap up the calendar year of 2019 for Christmas Clatter. And we'll be back with a full episode again on the 15th of January. Today for you guys, I have a Christmas Conversations with Mr. John Cubis. John is best known for being a keyboardist and a ranger on the TV show Dancing with the Stars. If you remember last week, my interview with Ray Stevens, she mentioned John several times helping her with the music and things. Then after we wrapped up the interview, we was talking just a little bit before we closed the meeting down, and uh, she mentioned that she could put me in touch with John if I was interested in talking to him. And of course I was, and... Uh, she sent an email and, and the time slots just kind of fell into place perfectly. So I met with John and we had a, a long discussion about Christmas music and about life. Touch on just about a little bit of everything. He was a super great guy to talk with and he has a real good insight on, on things. And uh, hopefully he'll be joining me on Christmas Clatter sometime in the future uh, when he gets a chance. I'd love to talk with him again. There was so much more to explore, but due to time limits, we only had so much. So, without any further ado, here's my Christmas conversation with John Cubis. Well, John, thanks for joining me here on Christmas Clatter. It's a it's an honor to have you here and uh, talking to us about Christmas and Christmas music. Yeah, man, happy to be here. All right, I'm going to start you off with with a a little bit more of a thoughtful question. Uh, as a as a musician, when you think of the words Christmas music strung together, where does your mind instantly go? Andy Williams. <laughs> Andy, Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas, most wonderful time of the year. In fact, uh, just got in a, what we thought would be an argument, but actually was a big kumbaya on my uh, little sister's Facebook page uh, about, you know, well, what's everybody's favorite Christmas song? And, uh, <laughs> and we ended up actually agreeing that, you know, that if you have to pick one, that sort of sums it all up. Um, I think most wonderful time of the year, you know, is, is goofballs has been in advertisements and this, that, and the other thing. It's, it's still a pretty good summation of uh, Christmas. Oh yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. It talks about uh, traditions we still have and even some we don't. Uh, there's uh, in the, Christmas podcast community, the the line of that song about uh, telling scary ghost stories have has been examined quite a bit in the tradition of Christmas ghost stories. So that that song is still very very relevant. Sure. Today. And it is. I won't say it's 
I can't give any spoilers right now on what my top favorite Christmas songs are because I am in a heated battle with another podcast called Tinsel Tunes. Okay. And we are put our 50 favorite Christmas songs against each other. But but, uh, we are, I believe, as of today, um, Monday the 16th, we are up to song number seven. And it's the most wonderful time of the year has already been on my list. I believe it. I, I had to, uh, sorry, not, uh, uh, we, you know, we light the tree with the family every year mm-hmm. and it, it really did take the last 10 years of, you know, we'll start with this playlist or this, you know, this, oh, you know, well, the, the, the Spotify, this or the Pandora mm-hmm. that, and, and finally, you know, doing that enough, um, you know, with the, the wife and the kids, oh, I don't like that song. We, I finally got a playlist that I think my whole little family unit can agree on is, is great. It, you know, it, it starts way back, um, you know, with the bang Crosby and all, you know, all the, the mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And it ends at the carpenters. There's nothing after the carpenters. Oh. It is, you know, it, it, it is, it is a classic Christmas playlist that, is confined that everybody is is fine with and they nobody goes skip you know so it's that's been a little personal christmas battle for me as a musician and a family you know of of music and not music centered people to go okay we all agree we got two hours of music (laughs) we can light the tree too that people aren't gonna get upset about yeah that's a that's a big conflict a lot of people have is is some people just they only want to hear certain songs by certain classic crooners or certain sure. bands. And with me personally, I, I just welcome it all with open arms. There's some songs that I just don't care for, like uh, Christmas Shoes, which is probably the most hated Christmas song <laughs> ever, unfortunately. Sure, you know? I, I hate to say that because I know what it takes to put out a song and oh, put yourself out there, but but it's usually not well received and usually on the bottom of those worst Christmas song lists. But <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend of mine that if, if it's uh, – if it's White Christmas, it better be Bing. It, it better not be The Drifters or Michael Buble or anybody, anybody else. If it's White Christmas, it's got to be Bing. And then I just I just welcome it all. And I think part of it is as I listen to it so much through the year, I welcome the variety of it. Yeah. What do you think as why that tradition is so important to hear those songs from just that certain era of time for people and how they relate music to the holiday? Well, to me, it's, and it's, it's funny because I, of course, it wasn't alive for, you know, maybe the Carpenters piece, but, you know, I really, any, anything before that, um, but nostalgia and, and the fact that it really does bring to mind um, a, a simpler time, um, a, a more communal time where people made it a point that absolutely, you know, that, that spend a week together or two weeks together at Christmas time. And um, just, just, I don't know. It's, there's a, there's a color to a lot of those old Christmas songs. There's a vibrance um, that, that, I mean, it, it's, it makes you feel warm. It makes you feel nostalgic. It makes you, you know, it brings you back to, that era and that time. And, you know, again, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in the scheme of things is not that old, but it still feels like it's 
it it is the the heart of Christmas. You know those those songs um, are you know uh, they they paint a picture uh, really well, <laughs> and and I think to me they're closer to the heart of that that Christmas feeling. You know those those old songs. Yeah, they they definitely do take you to a different time and a different place when you when you hear the the way it's uh arranged and the way it's recorded that stuff is you can't you can't fake you know those those old recordings with the the, the sure. live with the live orchestras and the yeah. live strings and and uh, having to position those just so far away from a microphone and you know oh goodness i mean it, as a producer you know it's and a musician i know people don't sing that way anymore people mm-hmm. don't play that way anymore right. uh, you know, certainly the budgets for things are not that anymore. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, it is, it's bigger. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's more heartfelt. There's more vibrato. There's more, you know, um, you know, less, well, I mean, in, before, you know, the eighties, there's like hardly any synthesizer or synthesized, mm-hmm. you know, com- computerized elements or any of that sort of stuff. It's, it's a lot of human beings in a room, um, you know, making music, which is, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, and, and again, the, the writing, the storytelling mm-hmm. is, is just, you know, that's, again, to me, that's a big part of the, the, the tradition of, of Christmas, you know, the coming together and the telling stories, um, you know, and, and that really is, you know, these old songs, they're, they're wonderful stories, um, even absolved of all the, the the production and all the the you know wonderful writing and arranging and orchestration. Yeah, I, I had read that uh, Frank Sinatra refused um, to record without the band live behind him. Correct. And for people that don't play music, there's a certain magic that happens when people play live together. That's hard to capture when when they don't. And I think that part of that magic you know, cause you hear little nuances in the way people play or what they're singing and, and you throw in this, this random ad lib and it's, it's, it's golden. And, it, and I think those little golden moments are captured in all those classic songs that are, that are hard to replace or hard to have happen again when it's, you know, and of course, budgeting reasons, people have to do it like this and, and scheduling reasons where people have to come down and lay down, you know, a drum track and then a guitar track and then a horns and then, you know, lay, you know, and that that's fine, and you can make great, great music doing that. Certain yeah. magic that happens. You said it. You said you're you're capturing, and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, I, I having learned recording engineering and and otherwise, um, that really is the the magic. It is mm-hmm. you are capturing the energy at that moment with those people in that room. You're capturing the you know the emotion. You're capturing what's going on in the air. Mm-hmm. You're capturing, you know, all, all this stuff. Um, and it, you know, depending on how crazy, weird, spiritual you get or, or not, I mean, it's, it's, it shows. It's not just the music. It, it's like a whole energy that's mm-hmm. captured right there to, you know, a lot of these old recordings and, you know, how they used to do it. And, and you know, that's, it's, it's a lot of goodwill and a lot of, um, <laughs> Just a, amazing energy being captured all at the same time. 
Yeah, that, it absolutely is. So what happens then when uh, a friend of yours, uh, Ray Stevens, comes up to you and says, hey, John, I have these Christmas songs and I want to try to capture that magic of those classic crooners. Sure. What was first thoughts in your head? Would you like, this is a, going to be a daunting task? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it was, but not, not for the, the reason of, of just making a, a, you know, a Christmas album. Cause you know, it seems everybody, you know, and their mother and their sister has a, a Christmas album or a Christmas project of some sort. Uh, but the lofty goal of trying to create new classic Christmas songs and, uh, and to pay homage to uh, all those old recordings and, and styles. And, and that's, that's where the daunting task comes in when, when you go, uh, yeah, we, we, we want something that feels like a rocket around the Christmas tree or brings, you know, evokes the same sort of emotion. That's where it, it, it's challenging, but it's fun because, you know, those are, those are great, great recordings they're they're just absolutely you know classics uh etched in time so to go okay yeah let's let's do that how you know how do we you know how do we craft something that is at that level and 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 tells a story with that same fervor um so yeah it 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 was challenging in in um, in the scope, for sure. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at it, going, "Oh, wow! An entire, an entire long play album, which is actually now becoming sort of an, an older thing now too. Everybody's doing EPs and releasing singles, and um, you know, well, let's let's do an, an album of classic Christmas songs. You know, with the lofty yeah, goal yeah. of." having things that sound like an orchestra, having a big band um, recording, having, um, you know, one of my personal favorites is um, Tis the Season, which just came out as a single, didn't make it on the album because it it needed so much TLC. It was uh, like a, a throwback-y uh, Phil Spector, Beach Boys, uh, Darlene Love sort of West Coast uh, wrecking crew sort of vibe uh, Christmas tune, which was great. But, you know, when they would do that over at Gold Star um, uh, Studios, you know, there'd be 25 people in a room uh, <laughs> to get that sound and to try and do that, um, you know, on the, on the budget is, is interesting. Uh, I think we did really good with it, but um no, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome to paint with these colors that people don't normally get to paint with. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me uh, talking with Ray last week, but when we talked about Tis Season, that's exactly what I told her because I went through and wrote down the songs and kind of what my thoughts were. And, and one of the first things I, I, I said when we, when I listened to Tis podcast was, was the, the wall of sound. It reminded oh, yeah. me of the Ronettes and the Wrecking Crew yes. and those kind of guys. You guys, you nailed it perfectly. Because oh, it, thanks, it, man. You know, even though it's a new song, but it, it weaves so right in there with a, that classic Christmas sound from, you know, 1963 that, that yeah. people are, are so familiar with. And on that ni- 1963 album, a, a Christmas Present, you know, Darlene Love was so great on that album. And and she's one of my all-time favorites and is so beloved in the Christmas community. I'm glad you, 
you mentioned her. So she oh, kinda, absolutely. He kind of gets forgotten out there in the music world and everything. right. But, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's and it's interesting because I I can see you know I've seen with with uh, you know older folks too. Um, you know, for them, a lot of the the Christmas stuff. I remember my my you know my grandmother and grandfather. You know, it it was. You know, it was Burl Ives and uh, Sinatra and, you know, Gene Autry, Andy Williams, you know, and, and when they got to the that stuff in the 60s, well, they didn't really kind of, it was not kind of their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's absolutely classic Christmas to me, you know, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful color. I love, you know, I love that sound. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got a few uh, friends that actually turned me on to the whole, uh, you know, how Brian Wilson uh, just sought to emulate uh, Phil Spector's thing, you know, and, and the whole Gold Star uh, Studios vibe and, and, and everything there. There's actually some wonderful, um, uh, and it's, it's sort of informed my under production sense on the stuff uh there's some bootleg recordings that showed up uh called unsurpassed masters where it's you get to hear in between the takes on the beach boy stuff on in between uh on all the phil specter recordings you know and you can hear him talking to the orchestra and talking to the band and Mm -hmm. and hearing all the little in between conversations and uh it's boy it's that stuff is important you know understanding uh yeah these are actually human beings <laughs> and and where they come from so yeah and, and side note on that this isn't christmas related but for those people that are interested in like uh in uh women that revolutionary re- revolutionized uh, a segment someone that's not given enough love is, is miss carol k on the bass okay. yeah be she's you've heard her bass lines and heard her playing, you just don't know it. And she was such a revolutionary and being a female in the men-driven industry, yep. stood head and the shoulders above everybody else. So just a side note, you guys get some time, Google Miss Carol Kay and find all that all that you can about her. And uh, I believe the bassist in Miss Maisel was uh modeled after Carol Kay. I, I believe so. I believe so as well. But she she She's so good. It's ridiculous how good she is. <laughs> She's the back backbeat for all that oh, uh, yeah. West Coast stuff and a lot of yeah. themes and stuff. It's it's unbelievable. And she's yeah. great. I met her. We've we've played, and she's yeah. just awesome. Uh, uh, I'm, she seems like if there's a, a video on YouTube where she's trying to teach Gene Simmons how to play bass and <laughs> lick on the bass, and ah. it's, it's pretty fantastic. So, great. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, it's definitely uh, the the album celebrate with, with with Ray. You guys just you went through, and I didn't think about this when I talked to her and look listening through the songs again. I put it in my normal rotation. I liked it so much. Listening uh-huh. through the songs again, it's almost it's almost a concept album in the way it kind of moves and weaves in and out. And I don't know if that was an intentional thing or or not, but you know, there's there's a little a, bit, a little bit. There's a, definitely a story that weaves from song to song to song, you know, to the, through the end of it, and, which kind of gives it a little bit more life. It took, it took a month uh, solid to, to come up with the order mm-hmm. um, of the song. We, we had, we had uh, put 
all nine songs on the album in a myriad of orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it pretty quickly came to the realization that Happy Holidays should be first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we would try putting things back to back and it's like, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. You know, that doesn't quite tell the story. And it, it, it does get, um, it does get a little bit more heartfelt as it gets down, you know, into the, into the album a bit. Um, and, and that's intentional. Yeah. Well, that's a, to me, it mirrors what Christmas Eve, if you start, this Christmas season is because if you start with like Thanksgiving and black Friday, it's boisterous, it's fun. And then as people get closer to Christmas, people get tend to get more reflective and a little bit more somber in how they celebrate and and start enjoying those quiet moments, you know, that they have either at their home or at a church or something like that. And, and so the album just kind of from song to song, not only does it tell a story, but it mirrors the season of Christmas. Yeah. I like I like to think it's uh, winter just gets colder and colder and colder and at the very end you're just bundled up with everybody, yeah. Um, you know, just yeah. trying, trying to make it through. You know, yeah, and that, yeah. We have a term at our house we call we're going to pack it in tonight, yes. which means that we're just going to gather. No one's going anywhere. We're just going to yeah. we're just going to stay in the house and and uh, lock the doors and, and and enjoy one another's company. Can't and, think of a better time, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that first song, Happy Holidays, we was talking earlier about a live band and yeah. definitely uh, definitely shows on, on, on the groove of, of that song that it, it definitely had to have a live band for that, just to pull that off the, the way it grooved. And I don't remember the, the bass players. I'm, I always go back to the uh, bass player. Marty Reynolds, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always, I always go back to the bass player because that's what I'm just used to listening for sure. and what I like to listen for and and he just lays down a nice groove on that. And it re- kind of reminded me of that Donnie Hathaway style Absolutely. Christmas Christmas. And it's just a great rocking Christmas tune. So. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we tried six iterations of that song and took three years. Um, and I, you know, at that rate, we were going, well, we can't spend three years on every single song on this album. It's never going to, never going to be done um but uh you know we did we sort of worked out a lot of the um the 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 pieces that we know were going to be part of you know elements that are going to be part of the song and um and there came a point you know where i i'd worked through you know a whole different you know set of treatments and and we said you know let's just get some guys that we we really love and really trust in a room and play it you know that's uh, and it it again we we talked earlier here but Mm -hmm. it's that's kind of a silly idea you know in a lot of ways in 2019 Mm because everybody's got their home studio well we send this oh you just put drums on okay you know it was like no we're all gonna go get in a room and we're all gonna play this and you know we'll be in record the whole way um you know and 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 we'll figure it out and we did and it was such a wonderful process um being in in the room with these guys um and and ray and and going okay let's do this okay okay let's change this do this you know scratching up marking up paper charts not no ipads you know uh and just we just 
played the tune uh, and we, we was funny. We, we vamped for a very long time at the end, not knowing where the fade was going to be while we were, you know, playing, playing it down. I think we're, it was the fifth or sixth take, Um, you know, just kept going, you know, okay, fine. We didn't let it go. And it just got groovy, groovy. Okay, cool. All right. Well, no, none of that's going to end up in there because this, we'll just end up fading it out. And as we were in uh, doing vocal production afterward, uh, we just there were all these great little awesome hooky things that Rhea was coming up with. Um, that, oh my gosh! Well, well, I guess it's a five-minute song now, but that's <laughs> fine because it's so great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, yeah, there's there's a lot of the Donny Hathaway uh, vibe in there. There's there's some of that Quincy Jones, you know, Michael Jackson thing in there. Um, you know, there's there's a little, you know, neo soul like John Legendy sort of vibe in there. Um, but w- we kept coming back, especially on that track, you know keep it classic you know it it should have it should have that allure of um something from you know that that era not too big not too brash Mm -hmm. um something something sort of groovy something sort of r&b that um you know we could you could put on at a, a christmas dinner party you know with a couple glasses of wine and and it's like yeah it's it's just the perfect backdrop for that that sort of image um and i i love it it's i think that is probably um my favorite song on the album it's mine as well it just just seems like it all comes together so well on that song that just it, it's mine as well uh, one of my other favorites on the song is gloria which is more of a Her. nativity song and i even told uh reyes uh, i set that one on to our our uh, worship leader at our church to see if yeah. we can do it. I don't think we'll be able to work it up for for this Christmas season, but there's always Christmas always comes around next year. So <laughs> surprisingly, every- yeah, yeah, and even though it takes everybody by surprise, it, it comes <laughs> around. But the thing that really got me in that song, it was the way the 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 music gave her space in the verses, but then the music came in with her and her voice to give the, that chorus parts so much power. It's, it's, it's almost like the less is more kind of aspect ah. through those verses, you know, that, that draw you in that make you want to listen to what she's singing about. Yeah. There's time you know? to contemplate the uh-huh. story being told, which right. is uh, pretty antithetic to a lot of current music. I mean, I, I love, I play everything. I, I produce everything. I love, you know, current stuff too. But there's not a lot of space in, you know, in, in a lot of present day writing to actually listen and, and take in what's being told, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's a, a story or, or, or how, what, whatever's being presented. There's not, you know, the singers can barely grab a breath before moving on to the next line and saying the next thing mm-hmm. um, sort of constantly distracting you instead of just focusing you in on the message on mm-hmm. what's being said. And, and, and Gloria absolutely does a, a, a good job of here's the line. Here's a second. 
here's the next line here's a moment you know and and it's it's very contemplative which also shows by where it is in the album you know being Mm -hmm. one of those last three tracks um you know there's there is room to think there's room to to breathe and to contemplate and understand um you know what's being what's being said and it's it's beautiful in in that regard besides being a a awesome retelling of the the nativity story and Mm -hmm. um yeah no it's 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 great that was actually um while we're spending time on happy holidays uh-huh. okay we'll keep working on that but gloria was the second song that we uh we worked on um and that took a, a while too but uh it was it was great we brought in a lot of friends um you know to to sing in the choir and and all all the other stuff it, it it's it's great it's it's another one of those timeless you know um gospel things that's mm-hmm. You know that should appeal to you know everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a, that's the great thing about these these songs on the Celebrate album, and uh, is I've put them on my playlist, and I have, good lord, almost a thousand songs on the Christmas <laughs> playlist. You know, and they weave in there so seamlessly with the, you know sometimes a, a song will pop up and it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, right. but you know her songs just weave in there so seamlessly that it felt like you've known them forever even yeah. though they're just a year old or, or sure. newer than that, even. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, it is. Compliment. It is. Um, you know, and they play and they play along and it's like, you know, you hear them, but it's almost like you don't hear them because they just, they just melt into the Chris, Christmas atmosphere so well. And like I said, some, some songs stick out like a sore thumb and those usually don't last long in the playlist unless they're just a novelty song. I like for some sure. reason. Uh but, yeah, we 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 definitely kept the Christmas lights on. Not to quote, uh, <laughs> but we kept the Christmas lights on all year round in the studio. Uh, we're, yeah, we're working on it. Well, I'm trying to do that down here in my little space. I'm trying to carve out as my Christmas cave. Hopefully, over over in the side where people can't see it on the podcast. I'm hoping to have it. You know, by when Christmas is over, to put a tree up there and have it up and lit year round. And that yeah. way, when I when I come down to to do the podcast and stuff, I have a little bit more atmosphere than what I currently have. So it's very important. But it is very important to, to, to have that, to get in the mindset. Happy holidays is your favorite song on the album. Yeah. If you had to pick a second, which, which would you pick? Ooh, that's a, that's a toughie. Um, Cause they're all so good. Like, uh, like picking your favorite child, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough. My my dad really likes coming from the cold, uh, and there's a really neat simplicity to that tune that that just it, it you know it makes me cry, um, you know, uh, in in what it's you know it, its message is. I I do love the boisterous um, big band thing in "Fly Past My Roof," um, mm-hmm. and. I didn't co-write on that one, but I did the arrangement of it and it's so sassy, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's um, kind of with the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the big horn section and the, the sax solo and stuff in there. Um, and it's, it's kind of an interesting standout from the rest of the, the album because it's, um, 
because it's like that. And I like the uniqueness of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it also is the sort of transition point uh, into the really contemplative stuff uh, right. on the album. I, I would probably say, I'll say Jingle Jangle because it is so cutesy. It's so throwbacky. The the whole Brenda Lee vibe, you know, and the 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 singers singing the ah, yeah. the, the the backgrounds, and uh, the real sassy saxophone solo on there. That one too it was great. It, it 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 also again, like I said, with "Tis the Season," sort of brings me back to that feeling, you know, the the fifties and sixties. Sort of simplicity and and brightness of you know of of the holidays there you know in that time. Fly past my roof is I think lyrically my favorite. I just love yeah. the songs that are about everything I needs right here. Sure, you know you're not you're not reaching or searching, and and that's actually a song that kind of gave me that concept album feel because it does transition. It goes from this happy boisterous, and then it's like all I really needs right here in my home, and then it kind of transitions from there. And I'm a sucker for big band music anyway, you know, <laughs> sure. Chris, Christmas or not. It's just, you cannot be in a bad mood listening to a big band, nope. you know? So it, it always puts a smile on my face. In fact, our university here a few weeks ago, put on a big ba- uh, music jukebox by their, their big band. And sure. you know, me and my wife went to that and it was such a fun time listening to those guys play. And it's man, it's it, again, you know, my, my, my upbringing, my, my dad was a, um, still is a world-class sort of big band arranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being a kid and being in a room, you know, it's a little club here in Orange County on Beach Boulevard or, you know, wherever else. And there's 16 guys on the stage, you know, you know, three, mm-hmm. three rhythm, um, 13 horns, maybe a singer. Oh man, like what an experience, you know, it's an orchestra is an orchestra and that's amazing. Like too, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, orchestra concerts and things are little, you know, few and far, far between, you know, every university has got a big band, every, you know, college, uh, community college and and whatnot. And, and most high schools now um, being in front of, you know, that sound in a room is just, it's amazing. That's music. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, a whole bunch of people, you know, working to achieve this really awesome common goal um, with all their personalities and their quirks and, and everything else. Cause musicians of course are the quirkiest people in existence. Um, being there, you know, and, and hearing that sound, you know, as a kid uh, it, it's wow. You know, it, it, it is, it's classic now, uh, but you know, even then, you just go. It's it's monstrous the amount of air that moves. Uh, you know, you don't need microphones or any of that sort of. Stuff. I mean, it it is just, it's it's huge. That's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. You said your dad was a ranger for big band, so yes. when you were a kid and Christmas time was coming, and he had to get the band, you know, his band ready for sure. For- for Christmas, was he, was he like, oh man, it's Christmas again, or or did he look forward to those? He loved he loved Christmas, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I can I can plug his stuff. He's got three big band Christmas albums that he's done uh, yeah. that are all 
amazing. Uh, he's always been a Christmas nut. So, yeah. you know, it just comes down the, the bloodline. Uh, those albums available uh, online? Yeah, they sure are. Um, uh, Tom Kubis, T-O-M, uh, K-U-B-I-S. Uh, not just for Christmas anymore. You know, uh, Jazz Musicians Christmas and Christmas 3. Uh, for our listeners, I wrote those down. I'll put the links in the show notes and on the website too. If you're interested in uh, John's dad's band, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'd be stuff. yeah, I'm sure it'd be fantastic. I can't wait to dive into that. <laughs> you're in for a treat, man. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil it, but uh, make don't skip Oh Holy Night. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's one of my favorite Christmas songs of all times. So it's just <laughs> lyrically so moving. Sure. You know, so. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely won't won't skip that one for sure. But uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, man. So let's let let's go to Christmas at your home since yes. since, you, since you play for a living and sure. and things. Uh, uh, it's Christmas time. You have a wife and and some kids. Do they just ask you to gather around the piano and play for them, or do Everyone, they give you a break a break from it? Once in a while, uh, they they do, but uh, you know they've got like we all do we've got this wealth of amazing wonderful you know christmas music that's out there um they're they're happy to pull up their own little playlist and Mm -hmm. and enjoy you know their own little curated um you know christmas however you know they they enjoy it but uh you know i do i do some playing you know obviously you know the this album and, and and my dad's albums and and you know my little classic christmas playlist are uh-huh. on rotation and uh-huh. um yeah i mean it's like i said the big moment is when we light up the tree and uh-huh. you know, turn turn up the music and get the 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 uh, snowball cookies going and uh-huh. the cider and uh, you know it's it's just fantastic um and that's all about kind of how we we do it you know and then when i was a little younger you know back again with my dad and and uh stepmom and, and little sister you know we would just for the fun of it every couple of years record a little family christmas album nobody's heard them yeah they're they're great you know nice. because because why not so oh, yeah. but music has been a big part of obviously our christmas tradition um you know for forever um you know and again it's just telling the story and, 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 and setting the atmosphere and the mood. And, uh, you know, you, you can't have Christmas cookies and cider without, you know, the appropriate music. It's just, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the, the keyboarders for dancing with the stars and I know they've had Christmas music on there from time to time. And, oh yeah. And uh, that's always, always fun to, to watch those guys dance to. Christmas oh, music. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. They, you know, the holiday episode usually, cause we end right before Thanksgiving. They usually take that episode in the, you know, besides the finale and all, you know, the, the actual end of the competition and, you know, mm-hmm. the reason the people watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They uh, we're next door to the Grove in uh, Los Angeles, which is uh, those of you guys that haven't been, it's this huge shopping center, um, you know, de- decorated beautifully. They got Santa's house and gigantic Christmas tree. And, you know, like they, they, they really want to be like kind of the West coast Rockefeller center kind of thing um, there. But 
you know, every few years the, the show will, uh, will just take over the Grove. And so they'll set everything up there around this huge Christmas tree, big bleachers, and, um, and they'll have, you know, the, the dancers dance on, you know, what looks like almost a big ice rink. Um, and, you know, it is, it's, it's surreal. I mean, and even being there, you go, wow. Um, you know, if for, for a place that's like 70 degrees, 75 degrees on, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, most of the time, uh, it's, it's astounding just how much it, they can really make that feel like Christmas, um, you know, and in, in and out of the ballroom, as they say there. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, I, I watch dancing with the stars and, and, in other shows, you know, competition shows like that that involve music. And uh, Mm -hmm. I've always told my wife, someone needs to do a documentary on these TV bands that are playing live. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you watch American Idol or The Voice or uh, Songland, and you got all these guys like yourself that are up there just playing song after song in so many different genres. And I imagine your weeks of work is is, is quite full, (laughs) you know, from rehearsals and – arranging and i probably can't even fathom how busy it is uh i i've i've told a couple people um in interviews but yeah so we do the show on you know monday and monday for the band is a 14 hour day we get there at um 5 a.m and we're uh we run the show we run everything rehearse rehearse you know with the dancers with cameras with everybody we run the show exactly as it would be if it was being broadcast between one to three and then PM and then from five to 7 PM. So 12 hours into our day is when we broadcast live to the East coast. So it's a long day. And when we have to explain to other musicians and singers that, yeah, the time that really counts is 12 hours into your day. You have to actually, when you're singing at that 12th and 13th hour, has to be the best it's ever been and that's hard with fatigue it's really it's tough um and then the rest of the week so you know we all go home we rest up monday night and then first thing tuesday we get a list of 10 to 12 new songs that we have to have ready to go by friday uh, and then it's my job to do a lot of the production work um because we don't have an orchestra because we don't have uh, a big band because we don't have, you know, dance music producers or, or whatever else in you know, EDM hip hop. Um, it's my job between Tuesday and Friday to figure out the stuff that, you know, between myself, a keyboard player and guitar player, uh, our other guitarist, my boss, who's the, the main piano player, um, percussion, drums, uh, two or three, four horns, and four singers between those pieces, what's missing, you know, and then usually, you know, you do a Christmas song or a big band song. It's a lot. There's strings. There's, you know, there's a lot that a lot more human beings than there are on our, our, our little band. So then it's my job to in those few days, um, sort of create that using software using, um, I use logic, um, but the different virtual instruments and, and um, computer instruments that are there now, you know, thanks to technology, if I've got a keyboard and a computer, 
I can pretty much recreate to some semblance of realism um, almost any instrument. So, and then we hustle, hustle uh, on Friday, do sometimes a 15 hour rehearsal and record uh, so that the dancers know what they're going to be working with on Monday morning. And then we get our weekend off. Uh, but of course we never take our weekend off. We are always, you know, we're musicians. We're working parties and doing private events and, and, you know, everything else and church gigs and, and, and everything. Um, and then, you know, lather, rinse, repeat for 11 weeks. We show up at 5 a.m. on Monday morning and do it all again. Oh, mercy. So it's, it's it's a job. (laughs) Yeah, definitely is. But, but, uh, you, you do it. You do it well. There was a song. I can't even remember the song now. I think it might have been "Snowfall" on the Celebrate album that had strings that had strings in it. And I thought they were you. You did them so well. You arranged them so well. I thought they were live strings. And oh. Ray, Ray had told me that, that I think the only live string was a cello player. Yes. Had and and uh, I believe in it was "Welcome Home." Yeah, "Welcome Home." That's the song. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry, I was mistaken on that. But yeah, yeah. but uh, man. I'm just tired of hearing you <laughs> describe all that. Uh, that's a lot. Take a yeah. breath. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> excuse me. It's been a lot better. Yeah, I'm, but <laughs> <laughs> at least you get some time off through the holidays to kind of recharge a little bit. That's that's the best. Yeah, it's the absolute best. And um, you know, we we just moved. You know, so I'm I'm kind of back and forth between Southern California and Northern California. Uh, Rhea and then our good friend uh, Gene Siegel, uh, guitarist. Uh, <laughs> they sold they sold me on Northern California because they're from up there, and I was born uh-huh. in Southern California. And like, um, it, it's not New York, it's not uh, Minnesota, it's um, but Christmas and 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 the fall in uh, in Northern California is completely different than, than Southern California. So I'm actually getting to enjoy this season, my first taste of a, what a Northern California Christmas is like. So. Oh, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to not have to wear shorts on Christmas. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we were doing this album in, and I want to say in, 2016 we're walking around uh downtown los angeles and it's you know december 16th december 17th and it's it it was like 80 degrees or or 85 like this is not this is not right this is not right at all (laughs) yeah yeah that's one thing I, I I have yet to understand. My, my wife's from Southern California, and I've always like when you, know, you hear Christmas music talk about the cold and the snow. It's like, what do you imagine? And, you know, and she'd tell me you know, it's basically you know stereotypical type of things. And then you know, a friend of mine through the podcast world, the uh, Dwayne Bailey from Tinsel Tunes. He he's from New Zealand, so it's summertime in New Zealand, and he had, <laughs> he, he had an episode last year about christmas in new zealand and, and how they like to barbecue and go to the beach and stuff like that and you know and it's like well what do you when you hear all the you know white christmas and stuff it's like what yeah. do you think about and, and uh, so he's, I, I i think it's like you know the courier and i have paintings and, uh-huh. and uh you know my my mom had those painted plates you know with all the holiday scenes and uh-huh. stuff and we're like well that that must be what it's like in all the other parts of the the United States yeah. at Christmas time, you know. So we'll just, you know, we'll live vicariously through the lyrics of these 
songs and then maybe one day i'll get to go to new york and i can watch the snowfall and oh yeah or, or maybe you know and for for some of us it was like oh we'll just maybe we'll get up to big bear <laughs> yeah yeah big bear is a pretty popular place to visit so. for sure yeah that's one that's one thing that's all kind of on my bucket list is to visit new york city uh at christmas time yeah. so far in my life neither me or my wife have had a chance to visit new york city mm-hmm. but we're going we're going to hold out until we can go at christmas you have and, to go at christmas yeah and the reason we have and we have four kids and neither one of us want to take any of the kids because we don't want to try to keep track of them <laughs> no nope. why we're trying to find our way around you know so for sure yeah for sure. but uh there's a, a friend of mine uh, that lives up in new york city area and he's he's gave me the the checklist of all the stuff that that needs to be done and i told my mom i said i'll go ice skating under the rockefeller center tree and she's like you don't know how to ice skate and i said i don't care i'll be face first on the ice but i'm going to be on the ice under the tree you know <laughs> for yeah. once in my life so I, I was I was a little upset, you know, because I, I every once in a while I go um, right around this time for um, uh, Night of Inspiration at Carnegie Hall. Uh, I, I do some work for those guys. Um, I was I was a little sad and upset the first time I went to New York City in the the winter. Actually, even the first time I went to New York City at all. Um, the the raised pizza that was referenced in elf was closed and that oh. was on my list and uh yeah that's uh, there's of course a bazillion raised pizzas but uh-huh. the real one that santa references in elf is now closed which is oh like you figure being a reference in elf you could keep that place open right <laughs> come on <laughs> i wonder if i wonder if that place that has the best coffee in the world is still there i <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> this, this is a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> so, yeah. so awesome! That's, uh, that's that's one of our classic movies. That and and mm-hmm. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, oh yeah, every year, every year. Yeah, those are absolutely two two classics that are, are I think are a must for just about ninety nine percent of everybody to watch. It's and I remember watching Christmas Vacation as a kid, you know, and you you get you get some of it, and it's it's still funny as a kid, but every through every stage of adulting, through you know being in a relationship with somebody and not having kids and watching that movie, being married with no kids mm-hmm. and watching that movie, being you know having having children, having family over, um, having family from out of state over. It's such a brilliant movie on every level, and every year we watch it, it seems like we catch something else that, mm-hmm. that you know, oh, my gosh. That, oh, you know, everything hits so close to home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen – I don't know. I've seen it, it seems like, a thousand times. Sure. And it's like I laugh at each joke like it's the first time I've ever heard it. <laughs> of course. And uh, a few years back, I went to a midnight showing at our local theater of it, and it was packed, like 350 people. <laughs> Oh, was, nice. This was this was before the stadium seating and stuff. Right. You know, it was yeah. big, so you, they really packed everybody in, and literally everybody quoted the whole movie through <laughs> the, the whole movie. movie. <laughs> it, it, I never had so much fun at a movie in my life. At first, I was kind of off put. I'm like, why don't people just watch it? And then I just kind of started going along with it, you know. And, <laughs> and everybody was quoting everything, and it was like <laughs> 350 people in unison having a, having a good time at the same thing. It, it was Great. walked out of there having, you know, having the time of my life watching that thing. And, you know, 
kind of get back to mu- music, the, the theme song for Christmas Vacation, the actual yeah. original version isn't available to for people to put on their playlist. There's kind of a knockoff version that's close. No that's, way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's something I'm always trying to hunt down. It's like that song's such such a cool song for Christmas time. Yeah, like, it is. I don't know if it's a copyright issue or, or what it is, but I'm sure someone out there knows more than, than I do about it. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lady like on uh, Google that has a version and it's, it's not quite the same. It's pretty close, but the actual version of that song isn't available to, to put on your playlist. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. The Mavis Staples, uh, Christmas vacation. Oh, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna start doing doing some digging. Yeah, and then um, talk. Go back to Elf. Uh, Elf single handedly kind of revived the baby. It's cold outside. Sure. And, and it also kind of single handedly turned pennies from heaven into a Christmas song. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. So sure. that's the kind of the power of of music and movies and things like that. So. And that that uh, the the white what's the doo-wop white Christmas? Oh, uh, uh, the drifters. Drifters, yeah. like, unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I I'd heard it before, you know, on mm-hmm. all these stations, and right. when oldies meant that they were playing fifties and sixties, right? Um, but you know that that was so perfectly placed in the movie, <laughs> and now it's it's. You know, now now my kids, of course, think that that's you know, well, that's white Christmas. That's yeah, yeah. It is is white Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny how those those songs get sandwiched in there, and and uh, uh, the song uh, "A Few of My Favorite Things," which isn't a Christmas song. It you know, that's an interesting story of how it got tagged to be as a Christmas song, and you know, it's kind of got you know, just because it talks about ribbons and presents and things like that, and you know, someone. I don't want to say the artist. I don't want. I don't want. I can't remember the artist, but there's basically an artist that had a uh, a hole in their Christmas album and needed a song, and that song was pretty popular at the time, coming sure. off musical, and so they just grabbed it because it was close, and then it became a Christmas song all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> Funny how that that is. I mean, we we've talked about all the you know we we joke about you know well sleigh ride doesn't actually specifically talk about you know right you know, right. It's it's about coming together and yeah. this, you know, but yeah. If, if I remember correctly, sleigh ride was the the lyrics were added later on they after were the song. added later on, yeah. yeah. Instrumental piece, yeah. And whoever wrote the lyrics knocked it out of the park because yeah. now you can't you can't listen to the instrumental without hearing the words go through your head. Sure, you know. So. I, I get angry as as a defender of of the bridges of a lot of these songs because mm-hmm. uh, there's. You know, the, the the bridge from a, a songwriting perspective is a great it's like that's the opportunity to tie things up or you know to get a final jab in or mm-hmm. you know whatever kind of make the listener smile with one last thing before you hit them back with the, the hook again and so many versions of sleigh ride you know the vocal versions have pulled out um, there's a Christmas party at the home of Farmer Gray. That that bridge section. If you mm-hmm. listen to a lot of um, the contemporary sleigh rides uh, versions, they they don't ever go there, and that's mm-hmm. an important part of the song. It's an important part of the story, you know? right? So, but it's it's one of those 
those you know few few things that's uh, well i guess people needed a shorter recording or or it it was too far away from you know the 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 style of the rest of the song or the chords of the rest of the song that ah we don't need it people know the you know they know the song uh and (laughs) even walking through uh we were at walmart on on black friday and um they were they they had a sort of remixed um christmas playlist and i don't even think it got you know the the version of sleigh ride that was playing on the background music even got to the b section let alone that that c section so uh, okay all right sure could have been tlc's version <laughs> right <laughs> yes which actually is a it's actually pretty good yeah so, absolutely so i'm gonna i'm gonna pin you down here Please. one last one last question sure you have one christmas album in your collection you can't do without which would it be? Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's got to be the Andy Williams Christmas album. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 tough. Um, yeah, it's a that's a tough one. The Carpenters um, Christmas album is is so good too. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, my final answer would have to be the Andy Williams Christmas album. Yeah, you couldn't go wrong with either one of those. It, for me, if I had to pick off the top of my head, I would probably go with the Carpenters because it played so much in our house when I was a kid. It just it wouldn't feel like Christmas without it. And yeah, for sure. In, in fact, I went out and bought a. Well, I didn't buy it. It was given as a gift. A small, you know actual record player yes, so i could buy, yes. start start buying uh yeah vinyl uh, vinyl again and, and the great thing about christmas vinyl is you can find them at yard sales sure and they're always in great condition because they only got <laughs> played once a year yeah they'll get played once a year and you know so you just dig through and, and everybody just wants a dollar for them that seems like yeah. Cool. so yeah i would go to a yard sale i'll dig through the vinyl i'll pull out any christmas whether it's buck williams or uh jim reeves or andy it doesn't matter if it's christmas i'll grab it just to see what it is and and give it a give it a loving home for the time so absolutely yeah so you have anything uh, new for coming and exciting for next year uh i think we have a couple songs that uh didn't still like tis the season was one uh a -hmm. few things that uh just didn't make it to the presses in time because they they all need a little TLC, you know, they, they all have a little personality of their own and they take, they take their time to, to, to tell you kind of what they want. These songs do. Um, so I think there's a couple more of those uh, coming next year. And, uh, you know, I, I, after that, I don't know. We might, we may have to start on yet another Christmas album. Oh man. Well, that'd be great. It's all, uh, all good stuff. Well, to be honest, I, I doing my due diligence before talking with you. You might need to get it on there on the little the vocals yourself. Uh, <laughs> you do have, a, but it gets old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm in there. You know, yeah. we that we do have enough technology, I think, in existence where I can probably do that, and and it'll be okay. You know, maybe come up with a duet or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But. uh 
Where can everybody find you on the social medias, John? On the socials. Uh, I'm John Kubis everywhere. That is J-O-N-K-U-B-I-S. Got my website up with all that. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, Every once in a while, I even stream on uh, Twitch TV if I'm feeling like I want to, you know, talk to some people and show the production game and, you know, what goes into some of this stuff. Uh, So that's, uh, yeah, at John Kubis pretty much everywhere. Okay. And I'll put the links to all that in the show notes and on the website, uh, christmasclatterpodcast.com for everybody. So you don't have to try to remember it or write it down as you're driving. So (laughs) it'll it'll be, be available there. Well, John, thanks for joining me on Christmas Clatter and have yourself a merry little Christmas. And you too, man. Thank you. All right. John's a super great guy. I did get a chance to listen to his father's Christmas albums and they are top notch as well. I'll have a link to those in the show notes. Like I said, also have a link to John's playlist he talked about that put an end to his family's fighting over Christmas music. It's on Spotify. He was kind enough to share that link with me. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Let's move on to the most wonderful talent of the month. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. There'll be comedians for joking, narrators for narrating, artists putting on a show. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. There'll be instruments of playing and carolers singing all the songs that we know. It's the most wonderful talent. It's the most wonderful talent. It's the most wonderful talent of the month. The last talent for the year is actually a first for Christmas Clatter. It is our first two-time, yes, two-time, most wonderful talent of the month participant, Mr. Will Foff. If you remember back in August, Will played Angels We Have Heard on High on Piano for us. It was wonderful. And he's back with another piano arrangement, this time of Hallelujah. Here is Mr. Will Foff.
Thank you for listening to the Christmas Clatter Podcast. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Visit our website, christmasclatterpodcast.com. Send me an email at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a voice message or shoot me a text at 573-290-2477. If you could, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Facebook. And remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Thank you for listening to the Christmas Podcast Network.